It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you three times a week right now as we are in the middle of off-season mode with the Carolina Panthers and the NFL as we wait six weeks. We're almost there. Well, not really. We've got the holiday coming up next week, and I got some great stuff for you guys in terms of interviews, which we're going to get part two of my conversation with Darren Gann of Panthers.com. He's been around for a long time. He doesn't like when I kind of call him old, but let's just be honest. You're seasoned. You're a veteran, and I love you for that because you have a ton of institutional knowledge on the Carolina Panthers. You can offer up better perspective than I can because I wasn't here. At least, you know, I was alive when the Carolina Panthers were here in Charlotte. I'm older than the Panthers, but I was a young lad, so to say a toddler. So it was a little bit of time before I kind of really understood what the Carolina Panthers were. But man, I have grew up here in Charlotte, as you guys know. As I've told you, grew up going to Bank America Stadium with my dad. I know the Panthers the other day, and I didn't tweet this out. I've just I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back on Twitter with the offseason going on and just summer and just being busy with my day job at NASCAR. But I really love what the Panthers put out there on Friday, on uh, Father's Day, asking us, what's your favorite moment of your dad? And for me personally, I went to so many games with my dad growing up at Bank of America Stadium, back even when it was called Erickson Stadium, and had plenty of awesome moments. But the top of the list was going to Super Bowl 38 in Houston, where my dad traded some Cuban cigars. And this is when the embargo was going on. Traded some Cuban cigars we got from vacation down to Bahamas one year to his cousin who worked for Anheuser-Busch, and he gave us two free tickets to the Super Bowl. We were sitting lower level there at formerly known as Reliance Stadium in Houston, Texas, um, surrounded by Patriots fans, me wearing my Steve Smith jersey, Super Bowl edition, of course, and hang out with my dad that Sunday, and we had probably the most fun that we've ever had together. Although the Panthers lost, it was still an awesome experience to be able to go to a Super Bowl, so... Uh, if you've been, if you guys went to Super Bowl 38, let me know. I want you to share that experience with me um, by following me on Twitter at Julian Council. Or again, I'm going to need your questions every Friday for our weekly Friday mailbag. So I want to hear what your experience was. What was the best time you ever had with your dad at a Panthers game? And even with your mom. Uh, Mother's Day's past. We didn't talk about that. You can share those experiences that you have with your mother as well. Um, also, just if you went to Super Bowl 50 which was, I think, probably a far worse experience than what we had in Super Bowl 38. At least it was a close game. 
Although the heartbreaker of John Casey kicking out of bounds and then Tom Brady, the GOAT, of course, taking it down the field and Adam Vinatieri uh, kicking that game-winning field goal, which got me in Sports Illustrated, by the way, because I was in that end zone. But um, if you want to Super Bowl 50, you want to share your experience, if you want to share any experience that you've had with the Carolina Panthers, let's go ahead and do that throughout the offseason, please. Don't ever hesitate. Again, follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, so I want to listen to you guys' perspective. Uh, also, uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, where you can follow us there, on Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, on Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, if you're a big NFL fan, we got a ton of stuff here for you on Locked On uh, with the NFL Network. we got plenty. If you, you want to listen to what's going on with the Falcons or Saints, go ahead and listen to Locked On Falcons, Locked On Saints, same thing, Locked On Bucks. If you just want to get a full NFL perspective, listen to Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson podcast part of the locked on podcast network subscribe wherever you get your podcast from as promised no more delay here is part two of my conversation with darren gant of panthers.com we go to the other line the offensive line i think that's probably the biggest question mark on this roster taylor moton the guy's been nailed since he's come into the league I know he played a little bit of left tackle just out of necessity with Trent Scott and Cam Irving out a couple days there in OTA's mini camp. But he's, here's your right tackle. I'm assuming John Miller's probably going to be the right guard. Uh, I don't think they would have re-signed him for him not to be starting there. Um, I would also, Matt Paradis, going to be the center for one more year. And then just based off a of contract, I would imagine that Pat, Pat Elfline fits in at left guard and then Cam Irving at right guard or actually left tackle just right. going into training camp. Matt Rula says much that right now Cam Irving would be our starting left tackle, which obviously those are the first two moves they've made once the legal tampering period began. Just mm-hmm. your overall just thought there, because there's a lot of people out there, myself included, who don't feel very confident in this offensive line, which in turn is going to limit our confidence in what Sam Darnold can be in this offense. Sure. I, I think it's fair to worry about the 20% of it over at left tackle. I think the other 80% isn't worse than it was last year when it was okay at best at times. Um, you know, I, I think those guys have a level – they've got a level of confidence in Elf Line as a starter, I think, at, at guard and maybe eventually at center, as you mentioned, if Paradis is only here for another year. Um, but they like some of the things he can do. John Miller's good, solid, wide body, right guard. It, it's going to be interesting to see how nice for a couple of years from now because and David Moore are guys who came on draft weekend who you could see playing significant roles for them two and three years from now, there may not be room for those guys on the field just yet. And, and I know when they drafted Brady Christensen, he's the BYU left tackle, Zach Wilson thrown it all over the place. Obviously that's where he's going to be. I don't think that's where he's going to be, at least not yet. Um, they're going to, they're giving him a lot of work at a lot of spots and, and rule basically alluded to the fact that, They think he's probably a right tackle or a guard in in the future simply because he doesn't have those big prototype long arms. I mean, that's the only thing Brady Christensen wasn't great at. Athletically, the guy's unbelievable. I mean, he's a 
NCAA is a 95th percentile athlete in terms of all the testing numbers and stuff. He's just a little short-armed. And if that's a big deal to you, you don't put him at left tackle if you're not comfortable with it. So we'll see ultimately. But they've got so many uh, variables at left tackle. I, I would be lying to you if I told you I knew what they were going to do day one or opening day of the regular season. It could easily be Cam Irving. It could easily be Trent Scott. It could easily be Dennis Daly. It could maybe even be Greg Little, even though I think that's not one of the first two options. Um, you know, but Greg Little's a guy, he's still too young to roll out to the curb. See if he can play uh, in the preseason before you make that decision. But they, what they're banking on, and that's a long way of saying, they're banking on the other four spots being better which allows you to maybe get away with some stuff at left tackle that you might not otherwise. Yeah, and hopefully that will be the case. Considering it's the Carolina Panthers and what things have been like since Jordan Gross retired, I am fully <laughs> expecting that there will be multiple starters at left tackle. Well, that's due sure. to performance or injury. It's just a natural way of things here apparently in Carolina. Or coach's decision. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, you could – Absolutely. I mean, what they're thinking right now might change in Spartanburg over a month. And if somebody gets hurt, then they might think something different. But, you know, you go through those options. When you start talking about Brady Christensen, I mean, he may be like the fifth choice left tackle right now. Mm -hmm. He's a third round pick who's super athletic. So you've at least given yourselves options if you haven't found a solution yet. And listen, I, I think people got spoiled by Jordan. I mean, Jordan Grosses are pretty rare. I don't know that the guy's ever going to be a Hall of Famer, um, but he was really good and really steady for a really long time. And people get spoiled by that, and they don't understand how hard it is to find them. And it's rare to have one of those guys that you just pencil in a name at left tackle and know you don't have to worry about it for a generation. And having had one of those, it stands in such relief. It's like, oh, God, he's not one of those. Well, very few people are. Yeah, and it's been hard for people to be shoveled, the uh, the Chris Clarks and the Marshall News Newhouses and the Byron Bells and Nate Chandlers over that period of time. So certainly – So you're um, saying the answer might not be on the roster? Is that what you're saying? I mean, it's very possible that the answer is still not on the roster. <laughs> not, there, all right, let's halt the conversation just for a moment, and then we're going to talk more with Darren Gant. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
And I've been asked about this too in the, the weekly Friday mailbag that we do here on Locked On Panthers um, about them having Brady Christensen playing some right tackle and Taylor Moten, the fact that he is on the franchise tag and he could be garnering a lot of money. And we'll see where the cap is next year. Um, there's certainly questions in terms of how much it goes up and how much Panthers might be willing to spend and how much space that they will have. Is there a possibility that they view Brady Christensen as an insurance policy if Taylor Moulton were to no longer be a Carolina Panther for whatever reason in 2022? Yeah, I don't know that you build a plan that way, but it kind of works out that way. I, I think they drafted Brady Christensen because they knew they needed bodies on the offensive line. And at that point in the draft, he was the best value on their board. I mean, when they traded back in that deal – yeah, trade back a couple times to get extra picks and that sort of stuff, and they get the 59, and they they were prepared to take Christensen at 59 before they thought somebody else was going to take Terrace Marshall, and then they make a trade down and, you know, do all this other stuff. But Christensen probably would have been the guy at 59 if Marshall hadn't been on the board. And so they thought he was good value. They thought he was a lead athlete. Uh, at that spot, knowing you needed to backfill the offensive line in general. So, you know, you say maybe he's an eventual Taylor Moten replacement, but he may also be an eventual John Miller replacement or a Pat Elfline replacement. If Elfline becomes an eventual Matt Paradis replacement, and, and that's a, a lot of words to say you've got more options than you had a year ago, and that's what they absolutely needed. I mean, like I said, I briefly mentioned Deontay Brown. If that big hoss can stay under 350, he's eventually going to be under, on an NFL football field blocking people because he's good at it. And, and David Moore is a guy who he's kind of square. He's short and wide, but he can play. They loved him at Senior Bowl, and he's a guy that you think of as a developmental center, center guard uh, prospect. So they've got guys for a year or two years from now that they didn't have in the past. And the whole offensive line looks better, even if we still keep asking questions about that one spot in particular. Yeah, well, Pat Meyer certainly has options, and he's going to earn his paycheck. We'll see here in the next couple uh, – I mean, next once you get to spring yeah. camp in the next year or so, trying to develop those guys. You can even mention Matt Rule as well, who spent some time as an offensive line coach back in his one year <laughs> prior to last year up with the New York Giants. Um, well, a few more. Let me get you out of here. Um, yep. Looking at just – the whole situation with the COVID-19 pandemic, which is still going on, by the way, um, even though things have loosened up uh, extremely here in America, you look across the world, thing, especially if you're watching the European Championship, things aren't necessarily the same in other countries. Um, there's been a lot of hesitancy among players in the NFL to not want to get vaccinated. Cole Beasley, the Buffalo Bills, was very vocal last week on Twitter, essentially throwing – not essentially, he absolutely was throwing a temper tantrum over the yeah. new policies that they're going to have, at least not even new policies, just the protocols that are allowing vaccinated players to kind of go back towards a more normalcy that we saw in 2019 and before. And then the folks that haven't been are going to have to basically go under the same rules that they lived under in 2020. I've seen that some Panthers like Jermaine Carter Jr., they reacted to the protocols that were put out there and said, you know what, I'm going to go get vaccinated. A couple of them apparently were reportedly waiting until after mandatory minicamp to get vaccinated. Sam Darnold, at, le at least a couple weeks ago, got dragged for saying he hadn't. Christian McCaffrey wouldn't answer last week whether he had or not, which to sure. me means he probably isn't vaccinated. Do you see this becoming an issue here in Carolina, or do you think Matt Rule 
And then I've kind of just silently told him, like, hey, like, if you really want us to be in the best position possible this year, please, just for our sake, competitive-wise, get back. Right. And listen, I don't want to get dragged into the ditch of debating, you know, politics and personal freedom and that sort of stuff. I mean, the reality that the NFL has created this year is, even if you don't believe in science, your life is a lot easier if you're vaccinated. Your life gets so simple. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to ride on a separate plane. You don't, you know, have to sequester yourself in the facility. You can eat with your buddies, and all it takes is getting that shot. And some people, I mean, listen, Colby's just being a hardhead. I don't think there's any philosophical bent in Colby'sley other than you can't tell me what to do. And, um, you know, I'm not particularly moved when football players say, well, the research I've done, well, you're a football player. I trust the research being done by epidemiologists and scientists more than I trust. You know, it's like I saw John Stockton talking about the research he's done. You're John Stockton. Who cares about your research? You play basketball. Uh, you're not a doctor. But, but, you know, again, guys are going to make their own decisions. They've got the option right now. But the teams, and, and Matt Rule emphasized this, man, the teams that are more vaccinated than not are going to have an easier time of it. They're going to be able to meet together. They're going to be able to eat together. They're going to be able to create those kind of intangible bonds that other teams aren't going to be able to. I mean, if you start talking about separate planes, you know, and all of a sudden everybody around you can go out to dinner on the road. And, you know, how many times have we heard this corny stuff over the years of, yeah, the D-line, we all get together on the road and go to a restaurant. If you're not vaccinated, you don't get to do any of that stuff. So I, I think at a certain point, the peer pressure is going to get to certain guys. You know, there'll be people that dig in their heels, and it, and everybody's got their own reasons. I mean, some guys do have medical necessity. Some guys do have religious objections. Some guys might have a family history that leads them to skepticism about vaccines. Um, and, and everybody's got to make their own call for themselves. But on the whole, Every coach wants every player vaccinated because that reduces one variable that he doesn't have to worry about. Yeah, and it's been made very clear that this season, the COVID-19 uh, virus and the pandemic is going to, once again, play a major role in the NFL in terms of availability, just based off what we see right now where the numbers are. Now, I've seen that Albert Breer has actually reported that there are uh, yeah. two teams that actually have um, reached that 85% threshold, which is not officially – the threshold, just kind of the thoughts that that's what you're going to have to get to in order to kind of go back to doing normal life within the facility. And one of those teams is New Orleans Saints. So I imagine if you're a Panthers fan, yeah. if you're a Carolina Panther, a team you got to play twice, a team that would – I'm not going to say they're vulnerable, but they are trying to figure out who their quarterback is going to be, whether it's Taysom Hill, yeah. which I can imagine is going to be the case, or Jameis Winston. That's a team that could be susceptible to get knocked off after – Dominating the NFC South for the last four seasons. Ah, I hate to do this to you again. Going to take another quick pause in more of my conversation with Uncle Darren. DarrenGandaPanthers.com. Guys, I've been telling you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they now have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors. And these nine flavors I've been telling you about are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. And here's what's really cool about Built Bar. You don't just have to get coconut. You don't just have to get mint brownie. You don't have to just get cherry. You could get peanut butter brownie 
and raspberry together, or you can get coconut almond and salted caramel together. That's right. Built Bar does mixed boxes where you get two of each of the nine flavors. It's awesome. I love that they do that, and it's something that you need to go sign up and get right now. They're soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate, which would make you think that they're not healthy, but you'd be wrong. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So in a couple weeks, training camp, Wofford, I'm glad the Panthers will be back down there. Hope they're down there until the new palatial facility is built there in Rock Hill. They're going to be doing joint practices when they go up to Indianapolis and also with the Baltimore Ravens. 418, as young as the Carolina Panthers, breaking in new starters at different positions, new quarterback in Sam Darnold. How important will those practices be for Matt Rule and his team? Yeah, it's super important. I mean, and Rule talked about, you know, those reps and those joint practices are different than team reps against your own guys in training camp. I, I've been to enough training camps. God, I'm really old. Um, you hit that point about two weeks in where it's like, I've known you for six months. I'm tired of looking at you. And the work kind of lags a little bit. That's natural. Things become rote. Um, bringing somebody new in is going to keep it a little fresh. And especially, I think, the two teams they're practicing against both should be pretty good teams. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the Colts have put a lot of, you know, you talk about all the stuff the Panthers have done and all the pieces they've put into place this offseason. That's what the Colts have been doing the last two offseasons, and they're looking, they're looking closer to the goal. If Carson Wentz plays well, that's going to be a good team. You know, and obviously the Ravens, you know what you're getting when they come to town. I mean, they're a, they're a team that always plays a certain way, and – they play aggressive. They play fast. They play a style that you don't always see. So it gets your attention and it gets everybody's best work. They absolutely need it. Uh, but I think training camp, when you're so young and when there's competition for roster spots, it's going to be a different level uh, around here than I think it's been some years in the past because old rosters settle in to routines. Everybody knows pretty much what the 53 is going to look like. I don't really know what the 53 is going to look like right now. I don't know who the backup safeties are. I don't know if the backup safeties are on the roster right now. So uh, there's a lot of spots up for grabs and all those things. I mean, it does. It, it kind of points to – you know, it being a super interesting training camp and preseason. And you should read about it always at <laughs> Panthers.com. Yes, you should do that? that. You yeah. should do that. Shamelessly plugging, which that's fine. <laughs> you, uh, you will, you're you willing to come in and do this. For us, so I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, guys, if, if, you, if you don't already, which if you're a Panthers fan, I, I don't understand how you could be a Panthers fan for all this time and not be following Darren Gant. Follow him on Twitter, at Darren Gant. That's uh, two T's there. Uh, with the last name. Yeah, Darren, you're awesome. Got folks out there. This guy has been around for a long time. Yeah, 
that might be aging him. But to have someone who's been here basically since day one, the Carolina Panthers, and to have the wealth of knowledge and the understanding of this organization, I think is certainly something that we should not lose sight of and not and not never not understand to appreciate. Especially if you look here locally, we lost uh, Rick Bennell, who covered the Charlotte Hornets for from the oh. beginning. And Rick was a great guy. And to lose someone who's not just – I mean, not only just a great person, but to have that understanding of an organization. I don't know if we ever gave Rick his flowers enough when he was alive, and we certainly have done it the last couple of days. So I just want to give you your flowers now by just thanking you for Thank coming you. to the show and also just appreciating, you know, what you have done in covering the team and just also just being all around good guy. I'm no Rick Bennell, but I appreciate any comparisons anybody would ever make. That was great when he's gone too soon. You know, those events, uh, the memorial services and all the newspaper people got together uh, to kind of say some goodbyes. And it, and it is weird. I mean, being around a room full of old newspaper reporters and, and sitting down and breaking bread uh, with a Joe Menzer and a Tom Sorensen and, and all those guys who've been around forever. I mean, there's nothing like a room full of old reporters uh, for old stories and good times. And it's a shame. I told, I told Joe when we were there, I said, we should do a bunch of reporters in the same room together as a good room, because there are so many stories and laughs and interesting people, but, uh, hopefully we do it for happier reasons in the future. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you ever wanted to compare me to Rick in any way, I'll take that and smile. All right. Well, I love you, Darren. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, we're happy to do it, buddy. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll talk uh, down the road. He's awesome. I love that guy. Darren Gant does a great job for Panthers.com. Shameless plug there at the end. And I'm serious about that. Like Rick Bennell was an institution here in Charlotte. I don't feel like a lot of people gave him the respect that he deserved. And you saw when he passed, how many people across the NBA associated Rick Bennell's name with the Charlotte Hornets. He does a great job. He was also a weekly guest and contributor to the Locked On Hornets podcast hosted by my buddies Kanata Edwards and Walker Mel. So make sure to go check their podcast out as uh, NBA stuff's going on, folks. Uh, if you didn't check out last night, uh, the NBA draft lottery is out. So to get their perspective and their reaction, or I guess it was a couple nights ago, but either way, to get their reaction, their perspective, make sure to go check those guys out and all the podcasts across uh, the Locked On podcast network, including uh, the Locked On Today podcast, which is uh, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Get all your sports news in just under 20 minutes of Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure to also follow me, Locked On Panthers, um, either on Apple Podcasts, where I'm going to ask you to rate, review, subscribe. You can also check us out on Spotify, on the Odyssey app, like you can do with all the other podcasts here, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where right now, seriously, like you're listening to this, right now, if you're not doing it, follow. And if you're already following, start adding me or get into my DMs for the weekly Friday mailbag, which we're doing every Friday. So get those mailbag questions in so I can answer whatever you want to hear with the Carolina Panthers. And also, if you have got guests you want to hear from this offseason, as we are in this content desert, you got ideas you want for me to talk about on the show? Give them to me. Help produce this show for me. I do it for y'all. So I want to make sure that y'all are getting the content that you want and that you deserve and that you need. So please don't ever hesitate. So get at me at Julian Council on Twitter. Again, appreciate your support. I will talk to you on Friday where I'll be answering all of your Carolina Panther questions. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 